performers happiness in the arts podcast that's meant to gas up musical theater performers as they pursue a long career on the stage we bring flatulent happiness to ourselves and to each other through integrity authenticity love and of course humor all guests on this podcast are out to help musical theater performers and while we do it ah we may laugh at the simple things like the word penis penis What's up, everyone in NYC Musical Theater Performers? This is Tim Hughes, who has been very kind to hop on. Thank you so much, Tim. He's hopping on to talk to us after, despite your busy schedule right now it, with Hades Town. I'm assuming it's uh, quite hectic during the holidays. Am I right? For sure. It's been quite hectic. And actually, what's been most hectic right now is a plumbing situation in my apartment, which the plumber comes in about an hour. So that's why I came back home anyway. So this worked out perfect. Oh my gosh. I love that we are working with your poop. That makes me happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel connected to you. I feel just, this is deep. This is already going deep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so uh, for those who do not know Tim, he is a person to follow with his career and the shows he's been in. You've done, you're doing Hades Town, you were doing Frozen before, and then you did uh, Ryan from Refresh of the Sea, uh, your debut, Broadway debut show. Chaplain. Chaplain, Chaplain, Chaplain. I did not yeah, do yeah. that. That's incredible, though. And then also he was in The Greatest Showman as well which yes. was such a beautiful movie. Oh my gosh. And I had so much fun seeing it the first time. Not only was it a beautiful movie, but since I, I mean, you're closer to my husband, but I thought I was going, Oh, but I know someone in this. Yes. Movie. So I was looking for you. Like we we're the best friends. I was like, Where's Tim? Where's the person? <laughs> <I know." laughs> That's so fun. Uh, so great. I, I, I'm grateful for all the work that you've been able to do. It's, that's just oh I've been so grateful for it too. It's been such a um, crazy ride the past like four or five years. Um, like one turning to the next biggest thing. I just didn't, I didn't think it, like most theater careers don't always have the upwards trajectory and it just keep, it kept getting bigger and bigger for me. And I was like, whoa, this is insane. This is not what I thought was going to happen. Pinch, pinch me. Before we go no. into that, the, the topic, I want to just ask what it was like for you. And it's just this one social media clip that was viral when you guys were outside of the Haiti East Town Theater. I think it was it because the electricity wasn't working. The and blackout. Yeah. blackout, yes. And then there was this ad lib singing. I yeah. watched that video probably at least 10 times. What was it, it was like for you being in that moment? Uh, in the spirit of our show, I think it's like the director never wanted to lose that sense of like, we're just gathering around to tell this story and play these amazing songs and these amazing tunes. Um, so I think that like really permeates our company. Um, as cheesy as it sounds, like when we get together like that, like people are often improvising and putting together little songs. So when we were all forced, the, the power had been going out down the blocks. And when it finally reached our block, we had to go outside because it was um, black in the theater because there were no windows. Oh, wow. So we were outside in front with everybody who was waiting to see the show that night. Um, but we included our musicians um, and our company, like the cafe next door, like brought over um, like croissants and um, everybody was like, it was a beautiful night. Um, and then Tim Vaughn on the trombone that night just like started playing and, um, a, a couple people were improvising something and then they let, they were like, Andre, take the lead. And then Andre DeShields kind of like famously started taking the lead. And that's how that, that clip became a viral sensation. 
I love, I loved it. It just, it was very, it was very artistic. It was very just like in that groove, almost in light of what it's like in college where there's so yeah. much experimentation and yeah. great things are created. I feel like that's what that was. It was cool to also see how many Broadway shows did it. Like how, how many Broadway shows like came out and performed the number or it was kind of like, you know, a return to the roots of, of why we do what we do. I mean, they're, they're paying customers out there and we felt like, oh, we wanted to tell a story and put on a show for you. Um, and a lot of people, companies still went ahead and did it, which was fun. I love that. I love that. And now to segue from why we do what we do into activism and humanitarianism, all these things that we can do when we have a platform with a large following. And that, of course, is in your case. And what inspired this was two things. One, when brainstorming with my husband, what to discuss, Ryan said to me, oh, that would be a great topic. And then number two, of course, your viral video from you at Frozen when right. there was somebody with the Trump flag and, yeah. and, you know, doing a political thing at a theater where it's obviously that's not, it would, has nothing to do with anything political. Right. And you were like, nope, not in this, not, not right now. So um, I would just love to start with that question being that there's a lot of great people out there. Jane Fonda right now is getting a lot of arrests, you know, going for climate change to help, mm -hmm fight against that. And Ellen is constantly giving back. Oprah does many things. There are a lot of people where they take these platforms and they don't have to, but it's where they take advantage of that to make those differences. So I wanted to know, what is your opinion of that? Just big picture, first of all, um, on taking a stance on certain things when you have a larger platform as an artist. Um, for me personally, I feel... Um a personal obligation to um, use my platform to do something good um, for others and to give back. That's just in my nature and, and my personality supports that. Um, and I think there are similar qualities in the Jane Fonda and the people that take um, a large following and do something um, for good. It's not for everybody, which is fine. There's no, there's no judgment there. But like for me, I was, I had overnight like 10,000 new followers via that Instagram, uh, via that viral video. Um, and there was a thread that connected it to something political because of the nature of, of what had happened. Um, and I'm a very political, um, active person. Um, so I just connected the two and I felt like it was a natural progression of, oh, this is a great way um, social media can be a great way to promote yourself in your career, um, but it's also a great way to stand for something um, that you believe in and, and, and communicate and get the word out. And I actually think it's a great way to connect, even though the irony these days is social media can be so isolating and, um, and often do the opposite. When it comes to ideas and, um, and movements, I think it's one of our greatest assets. So I... Um, definitely made it a point in my own mind to use the new found platform that came my way unexpectedly um, to further um, ideas that I felt strongly about. Yeah, I love that. And what are, is, your, is your opinion of people who writes, oh, actors should know their lane. Why are they sitting there speaking up against these things? What is your opinion of that? Well, I... Um, I think that's a little mis 
misinformed. I mean, like theater's not a place for politics. It actually is a very much a place for politics. I mean, it's a, it is a reflection of our um, of our society. Often, I mean, yes, people go to a, people go to see shows to escape, but the brilliance of why people are going to see shows is the unexpected and the fact that actors still have the control and the power in that room. Um, so in my incident, when somebody is attempting to take kind of control and power over a, the sacred space of a theater that's, that has all these actors in it who are professionals being paid to tell a story, it's, it's actually in my power, not in theirs, to be... Um, to be more political or unexpected or just simply tell the story that I have. Um, so I think to, I, I think oftentimes people who find themselves in theater, um, directors, choreographers, actors are connected to social issues and, um, and political issues. So I think it's a natural um um, balance to find that your career will sometimes include that and sometimes your personal life will include that. So I, I, it's not um, that far-fetched that, that people in our industry also happen to be very politically aware and, and well-read and, and informed and want and feel the need or obligation to, to share that side of themselves and that part of what they believe in with others. It's kind of what we do. It's in our nature. Absolutely. Meryl Streep did something like that in one of her speeches. And I, I know the it was a fireball for a lot of Republicans. Not all. I don't want, never want to say all. But it, yeah. it worth it. Oh, you know, don't hire her. <laughs> you know, we're all just laughing. Right. Meryl. It's yeah, Meryl. There, there was, there was backlash. <laughs> She'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. She'll be fine. I wouldn't worry about, I don't think she's worried about you, you know, person A, a or whatever, you know, <laughs> about her career getting messed was up. Was that connected to the post? Was that when she was doing? I feel like it had something to do with the times with Trump. I, I feel yeah. like it was within that, uh, this window we're in currently. Anti, I think it was like the anti-media um, propaganda that's being spread from the administration. I think it, I think she was standing up against that because she represented the media in that movie. Yeah, we got a comment here. Somebody said, I agree, all shows are stories told from a certain point of view. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's true. We're, we're representing, we're a reflection of what's going on or some sort of imaginative story. I think that's true. I was also just thinking as you were speaking, uh, we don't like hearing someone's opinion and it's and, and it's just the nature of how things are right now if it doesn't align with ours. So yeah. I also wonder for those where you're saying, oh, it's not the it, it's not their business. Does, are you speaking at the times when what you disagree with is being promoted? So that could be something as well. But I mean. Wait, say that again. What do you mean? Um, so say there's somebody who says, uh, I'm, just because it just happened to have brought up somebody who is for Trump and you're just to be an opposite for, you know, whoever's listening, but though this right. is an artist. So somebody who's anti-Trump. <laughs> so, uh, and they're saying, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not for what he's doing right now. Um, we need to speak up against this hashtag um, fight Trump, whatever the thing is. Okay. It's just as an example. Right. So, um, and then somebody who speaks up uh, and says, I don't think actors should be 
you know, speaking on these platforms. That's they should just be focusing on acting. I'm saying right. I find that it may at points be people who just disagree with that opinion that's being said in the first place. Of course, of course. So who just don't want to hear it from an actor or from anybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate because it is it, it reflects on like the polarized um, political world that we live in that people just aren't open to to hearing it, some people aren't. Yeah. Um, I would think that in like the, the theater um, is a is a great way um, to open up those um, channels of communication. It's not, you know, it's it's learning from a story. Um, it's not a lecture. It's not being like just spewed as so uh, so heavily in somebody's face. I think. Um, it's a it's a great medium to hopefully uh, help promote empathy and sympathy among people, yeah. um, and and that I think is at the root of what we need in order to really open up a, a clear channel of communication in this in this current political discussion. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say are concerns or battles that somebody with a big following could have with even saying anything about their political views? What, I mean, I think, there's a, I think there's a, uh, a fear of um, offending somebody who, you know, enjoys you as an actor, but wouldn't enjoy your um, political beliefs. And I, that just, it doesn't ring true um, for me. Like who I am as an actor is going to be, and what I would like to do for projects and um, things that I gravitate towards um, as far as my career is concerned, will most often align on some basic moral level with my with who I am as a person and when what I believe in about politics. Um, so I, I I think that's why I mean I'm, I'm losing my, my my train of thought on that, but um, so you're just you're just going into more depth about the fear so we're focusing on that fear right so so for some people there's the fear of um offending somebody who's who follows you or is part of your following um with that but for me i think it's one and the same like if you're going to enjoy me as a performer you're going to enjoy me as a as a um person so i i don't have as much fear about um sharing that personal or political or activist side to me, because that's so much a part of who I am as a person and as an actor. How do you handle it when you have mean comments or mean messages from anyone regarding you taking that brave step to open about something that you really believe in? Obviously the compliments are easy, but the negative stuff, how, how has that journey been for you? Um, if I, maybe to a fault. Sometimes I engage um, privately. I try to, uh, or on um, on Facebook, I engage and attempt to have a communication because I, I think in this day and age, there are resources, granted, you know, things are getting very complicated with what we read as actual fact and actual news. Um, but for the most part, there's information out there that might that supports what I believe in and might um, be counter to what somebody is arguing in a negative comment. So when I think it's worth um, a moment of possible um, informing or um, to help ex 
educate or expose them to maybe information they haven't read. Sometimes I, I try to do that. Um, I, I have found that that doesn't work very well. <laughs> I mean, in the isolation of, of social media, people can just be very vicious and be out to just try to paint you in a, a certain light because you have a following and you're speaking in an in interaction on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had to choose my battles, um, but my natural instinct is to engage. And I have a, like uh, a personality that I feel very strong in my convictions and I, I don't feel concerned about sharing that and voicing that. Um, but I've learned that in the nature of social media, it's not always the best um, thing to engage in. Yeah, yeah. And- if anything, I think it's worth trying to do it privately. Um, I feel like the edge is off if you're doing it privately because it's not as like for for the public. For show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still find that it's a it's a difficult thing to engage with somebody who you don't know um, via social media just because it you know emboldens people to be on their computer alone with no real chance of having to listen to somebody you know however miles away. I haven't had any hateful comments so recently, well, sometimes, but I guess I've just been too lazy to deal with it. But what I have done in the past, which has been kind of fun when I had people, because I, I speak more politically amongst physical therapists on the change yeah. that you want to have made, people being involved with the, the association to make changes for patients like you so you get the best care. Yeah. And when I've had people write just sometimes just really rude stuff, I've written, I write right below before other people get to, you know, you get notified and I, I do, I write, thank you so much. It's so good to hear your opinion. I'm going to reach out to you privately so we can connect more because I just love hearing your, your thoughts. Yeah. And then it like, and so for anybody who wants to sit there and go and like it as a way to attack me, it actually stops because they see my, my response. And then usually the goal is to get them on the phone. Mm-hmm. Like when you in person, like this is the closest we can get in person for this interview right now to be you know, <laughs> not out of our way because we got our lives. This is in person. In person, good communication is better than on the phone. On the phone is better than online because that is so open to interpretation. Yep. And so I ultimately try to get them on the phone. Um, and when I'm on the phone, that's where you can hear tone. Yep. So much more. I don't get facial expression by your tone. And that's where I can be like, you know, you were being a douche, right? And I can right. usually say that. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, and, th- and then we can like have a conversation. It's great. Um, right. I've, it's usually gone uh, a, a really good route when I do it that way. Or I can even just say like, yo, you pissed me off. <laughs> right. Which is fine. Like, Which is also yeah. probably true. It's totally fine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of those. I see what you mean by pick your battles, pick your battles. Because at the end of the day, are you out for it to argue with somebody who doesn't believe in it? Or are you out to actually just fight for the purpose and bring together people who might agree on something so you can actually cause a change? So you want, you know, like, for instance, with Jane Fonda, you know, she's pushing this for climate change. Why would she waste so much time with people, you know, where again, she's trying to make the changes for four, you know, for four. Not for climate change. For it's one right, of the, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, for example, if somebody is going, to, sometimes I think it's worth it 
for people outside of the actual conversation. Um, like if somebody is going to write a negative comment, sometimes I, there is, because I've gotten um, feedback about this later on, is that there is a benefit to, to, incline, to inform with um, links to other relevant articles, credible news sources, um, because if not for the person who's engaging in the conversation, other people will go back and read that and read through the debate who might have had a similar feeling one way or the other and want to be better informed of their opinions or of their stance on this issue. So sometimes I do think even when you enter into a negative space, as long as it doesn't get as vicious, which, you know, I will have to take my own advice on this. And I, and I have been better about that. I don't get vicious, but I, I do have strong opinions. There is a, point where it might not be beneficial to the two of you in coming together, but it might be beneficial to people who go on to read it later on because it's in the world of social media and it's out there now. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. It's out there. Even if you delete it, there's somebody out there who's taking a picture of it. Yeah. I, always look at. I look at it almost when I say something that I shouldn't have said, I go, well, it's been said. So let's move on from there. Yeah, yeah. It's a similar thing. Nobody took a picture, but it's still, it was said. Yep. So got to, got to, got to move on. Yeah. Yes. I appreciate yeah. Um, So what are, for you, what are, is a big platform for you right now that you are really pushing with your following that you're, you think would be great? Um, I, I try to stay active in LGBTQ equality um, concerns and issues. I try to be active in um, voter turnout. Um, I've been working with an organization called um, Sister District um, for the past couple of years. And um, last year we had um, a core group of us in the Broadway community did a lot of work with Swing Left. Um, which we will definitely be doing in the upcoming year. Um, and we did canvassing door to door, which for, I know is a, like a scary thing. I was like, oh, this is a totally scary thing and new for me, but I felt so um, obligated to do it. I needed to do it for myself. And it turned out to be one of the best experiences for everybody of the Broadway community who went. And um, we went to New Jersey seven and did um, canvassing in, in the midterm elections. Um, so I would highly recommend it, like with this, the app that they give you and, and the technology behind it. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, 98% of the time, it's a very safe, not hostile environment. Um, and it, it is like truly um, a grassroots effort uh, to support these um, these candidates, and of course, in the next election is going to be the the presidential election again. So, it's going to be so, so important that we do that um, on all levels of the of the ballot, like from the president down. Um, so, I'll probably be doing. I anticipate doing a lot of work on that in the upcoming year. Yeah. Yeah, those are great platforms. I personally agree with 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, let's go for that. <laughs> I love that. So anybody who's listening right now, please write down the word believe. If you have certain things that you would want to speak on, and if you one day gain a following, or if you already do have a following, write the word believe down below. It, 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 I'm using the word believe for a very specific reason, because you have to have strong convictions and beliefs in what you are going to be talking about, because it is going to make you vulnerable at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. going to be taking a leap, a leap, which is essentially what we do in theater anyway. So yep. there's a connection there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so true. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for coming on. I have two surprises. Oh, gosh. Uh, you'll love them. You'll love them. So the first one are just quick questions where you just answer the first, give the first answer that pops to your mind. Okay. okay. All right. Purple or gray? Gray. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Netflix or Disney Plus? Netflix. Hulu or Netflix? Netflix. I'm watching The Crown right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it good? The Crown? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, I love that. Uh, okay. Favorite actor? Favorite actor? Yeah. Male, female, transgender, don't care. Just give me one. I mean, Meryl's coming to mind because we talked about her. But... I know. How could... Yeah, she's an easy one. She's like a cheating one. I know, I know. Oh, my God. Obvious uh, answer. <laughs> Random side note, I was getting GIFs for social media for fairy tale physical therapy. Yeah. Nonprofit of mine. And uh, and I was looking up, the, I put in the word family on top to find what GIFs. And yeah. the sh um, from the, move, the TV show with... Oh, the transgender, the the um, transparent, drag, not no dra drag queens, drag queens. Um, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. No, oh gosh, if you guys know which which TV show I'm talking about, it was it's it's a newer one with oh my gosh, I'm forgetting everybody's name right now with the guy from Kinky Boots in it. Oh, Pose. Pose. It had yeah. them at a dinner table doing their like family dinner as one of oh, the wow. gifts. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. I was like, cool. there we go. I used it. I used it. I was like, I'm going to use that. That's amazing. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. The no. other reason I said gray is because I have I have gray walls in here that I painted. <laughs> and I, I found the perfect gray via my friend who, like, recommended it to me. So that's why, I, like... Gray seems so nerdy and like shouldn't have been my first choice because I would have been like purple and be bold, but like I'm really obsessed with this gray. And this okay, room. you send us that. <laughs> We're actually thinking of using gray for some of our walls. So oh yeah, I, I will message you. Sherwin, Sherwin Williams repose gray. Repo oh pose. Speaking of pose. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Right. Yes. Bring it all together, full circle, family. <laughs> all right, and then for our final question. This is yeah. actually a mic drop moment. So it okay. can really be on anything that you think would be a good thing to share at this time. We're in Thanksgiving, we're approaching the holidays and people could be going through a good time or they could be going through a rough time. And I would love for you just, this is the mic is yours to kind of share something that you think could be extremely encouraging, um, take as long as you would like and to give that nice message and the floor just, uh, you think advice you think it, it, just in, in terms of anything 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 okay let's let's focus on on actually it's people can go through seasonal depression let's focus on that 
on seasonal depression. Like what? Yeah, during the winter time, how um, yeah, yeah, yeah. people start yeah. to get down. So just things to just kind of help them. People feel a little bit lifted. They haven't gotten cast in anything. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, going on like a personal to the industry um, thing. I think um, holidays are always like um, markers in the year of like, oh, this is where I was the year before. Um, and I think for me, it's been so wonderful to reflect back on um, on where I was um, for all of the past Thanksgivings and how, how far I've come. There's that amazing quote of like, you know, remember that this is the place that you're in right now is where you've always dreamt of being. Um, and so like to just be in the moment about that. Um, and regardless of if, if it's not an uphill trajectory in your career and like there have been years of working and having and maybe years of, of not so much, um, I think instead of seeing it as like a career marker, I think the holidays are a good time to reflect on like where, where you've come personally, um, because it doesn't have to be the, the year of the most jobs or the year that you've made the most money in order to be a successful year and to really have gone, gone from point A to point B from where you were last year to where you were this year. And if you didn't have that growth personally, I think it's a great thing to consider moving into the following year, you know, starting going into Christmas and starting fresh in 2020 of how am I going to grow so that next year at these landmarks, I will reflect back and be happy with where I am personally, regardless of what happens to me in my career. I love that. Thank you so much, Tim, for coming on. I'm really, really grateful for this, especially. Thank you for reaching out to me. So good to talk to you musical you are in the hot musical right now i mean how cool is that ah! it's, been, it's been so cool it continues to be so cool like i i, I it is a, a pinch myself moment all the time like it's just such an experience that continues in that theater like come see us come see us over at the walter kerr um it's truly wonderful it's really great oh you've already been quoted somebody said not a goal line but a checkpoint Hey. Yeah, I yeah. like that. All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in. All right. Have a good one. So I'm going to now, we're going to hang up. I'm going to check in with you on Instagram and that's it. Okay, <laughs> All right. Bye everybody. Thank you for that.